0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh,
1: it's great to be on, and I have to say, when I'm listening to you guys, I like I have thoughts and ideas about every topic y'all just <laughs> covered. So I'm I'm ready to dive in, man. Wherever you want. Well, well
2: puke them out, and then we'll ask you some questions.
1: <laughs> well, I'm 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 actually kind of buddies with Tim Mulkey, and and I do believe he does need to take uh you know. Everything with a little bit more grain of salt. She, she's quite serious, but uh, she is an interesting character. Who, mm-hmm. uh, when the the, the tale of, of college basketball is written, Tim Mulkey has to have a chapter. She mm-hmm. she's a really really interesting person.
0: All right. What about what about er, uh, Ernie? Hell, Ellis. What were your thoughts when you're sitting there? And you see the starting lineups posted. And L. Ellis is in the starting lineup.
1: Well, what I think is that Eric Musselman is casting about for guys who are going to do, you know, what they want, like follow the game plan. And so he was asked specifically about Khalif Battle not playing against A&M. And he turns it into a broad discussion about how they've got to do something to narrow their minutes down. They can't keep playing 11 or 12 guys. And then he gets to the to the heart of it in my opinion he goes defense here is just as important if not more important than offense. So clearly I think with Battle it uh you know it's basically lateral movement and staying in front of his guy on defense because it causes so many problems when you don't. And but Battle's such a good scorer and he's the kind of guy who could score even if a guys right on him that at some point we're going to see more Khalif Battle but I don't know when. Ellis is a guy who, because he was a great defensive rebounder in that game, he got more minutes. And also, you could tell he was he was pushing the ball to the hole. He didn't always come up with you know completely squared up, on-balance shots. He missed a couple of wild ones. But what they got out of Ellis was a net gain in that game. So, um, from game to game, I mean, many fields minutes were about 12 against A&M, and he had been playing a lot bigger. Uh, blocker and Pinion, who had a nice, end of the Florida game, pretty nice end, uh, got scant playing time, and in Pena's case, no playing time. So it's, to me, it's just, it's game to game and who follows the scouting report and who maybe is a hot hand in a given game at the guard position is in particular.
0: I was surprised Blocker didn't play more. After uh, looking so good against Florida, we know he plays defense. He does a lot of the little things that don't show up in the box score. He hustles. Yeah. And he's a capable guy of driving to the rim and and breaking down a a defense. And after that performance, I thought, okay, blocker's going to start getting more and more minutes, kind of like Devo did when he was a freshman and earned some playing time. So I was surprised he didn't come in until the last 40-something seconds of the game.
1: Uh, Every every situation, every game, there's going to be head-scratching personnel decisions because they do have as Justin was alluding to, all these guys. Now, I don't want an injury to take place, but it would make the decision-making a little easier. Um, Isn't it funny, though, that blocker is in the game for, I think, 17 seconds, and he's involved in maybe the biggest play of the game, Mm -hmm. that out-of-bounds review, which I did not think they would overturn, but they did uh, between him and Anderson Garcia, who touched the ball last as it went out on the the A&M baseline.
0: Yeah, at first I didn't think they would, and then I'm like, Blocker has that rebound. It's in his hands, and you see Garcia slap it away and knock it out, and I'm like, they got to change that. But I've been burnt so many times, that I was like, they might not <laughs> change it. And So it was a pleasant surprise, Tom, when they, they did change that game. How big is Jermon Mark's shot, the game-winning shot? Uh, and, and it'll be, you know, we'll find out later, but my theory is if they lose that game, they lose a 20-point lead, lose another game fall to zero and four in the sec i think this team's done i think it just it, it breaks them i think that could have that game could have broken this team and they wouldn't have been able to recover and now after hitting the shot get a game winner the boost in confidence one and three this to me is the game that turns around the season
1: <laughs> you know that was uh, another one of the takes i heard before i got on i was like okay Wes, well, i think you're on to something um I don't know if it's like your season's over, but it it would have been an absolute crusher Um, if they have a 20-point lead and don't hold on to it in that game and and let A&M beat them with just an unbelievable, somewhat off-balance three-pointer by a guy. I've seen a lot of individual, you know, wild scoring performances, uh, but none quite like Wade Taylor's the other night where he was taking – I mean. He and Radford took probably, what, 80-something, 90% of their shots in that game. It was stunning. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think it would have been a huge body blow. It would have been tough to recover from um, if you're 0-4 as opposed to 1-3. and And now, if you can beat South Carolina, you might be able to start getting momentum. You know, it's, it's the same script that every one of Eric Musselman's seasons has been has had major runs uh, one way or the other. But 2019-20, uh, his first season – I think they lost five or six games in a row in conference play when Isaiah Joe was out, but got hot toward the end of the season.
2: Yeah. I I don't want to over-pump this team either. And, Wes, you know, I adore you, and I know you're looking for some sunshine. It's been a cloudy season so far. But beating a South Carolina team that we all expected them to beat before they beat A&M, and beating a South Carolina team, while they're improved, that you're going to be favored against at home, Let's not act like that is some significant major achievement. It certainly would be a continued trend, and that's two wins in a row, and that'd be awesome. I don't want to be negative, Nancy, but let, let's not get crazy about this win, meaning that they've somehow figured it all out. And also, let's be honest, they were fortunate to escape the A&M game, but it's still a good win. I won't take anything away from it. That's a good A&M team. We all agree they've underachieved. But uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to be too much of a sunshine pumper over here and say, if they beat South Carolina, they've all of a sudden figured it out in their back.
0: No, I'm not saying that. This to me is momentum. You got to build that yeah. momentum, and you got to dig out of a hole. You're in a hole right now. You can't afford to lose South Carolina. You got to keep just yeah. climbing out of that hole one game at a time.
1: This
2: is one of those yeah. games where and I it, don't think a win helps you a ton, but I don't. But I think a loss hurts you a bunch. Sorry,
1: Tom. Agree. No, no I mean I agree with you, Justin. Uh, but you know it's better than the alternatives clearly, and no, no. I, I think yeah. a lot of the issues in the backcourt we talked about um with personnel it's it's the same like Makai Mitchell was a high quality player for you last year and now uh I know he got a technical in that game and that probably limited him the rest of the way. but he they've got to get more production out of him he's their most physical player um and I like Lawson and I like uh some some things Graham does but they also game to game you don't know who's going to get minutes in the front court either and I, I just think that's one of the biggest challenges eric muffman and his staff face you can tell they're using playing time as a, as a carrot and uh doing the things they want him to do in practice and all um but i i think i think if arkansas is going to make any kind of run to, to have a postseason present, uh makai mitchell's got to be a big part of that
0: trevin brazil's been getting uh the most of the minutes and he gives something offensively to the team but Tommy's been frustrating me by hanging out the three-point line. I want him to to get inside a little bit, mix it up, get some offensive rebounds, and rebounding period. When you're that big and you, you end up with five five rebounds, I believe it was against South or against uh, Texas A&M. They that was again. They need him. They need his rebounding. Is there any talk? Has Musselman talked any about uh, Brazil and and becoming more of a force? Uh, you know, defensively uh, with rebounding and just uh, inside presence that he's he hasn't been doing.
1: Right, and in, in, in Eric Musselman's last few game previews and then post games, um, I don't think Brazil has been, you know, this particular topic has been a, a major deal. But I I agree with you. Um, I think psychologically i think the knee situation he he might be a little less inclined to get in there and really bang on the board now he's gone to the rim hard sometimes and had some off where you hold your breath you know he bumps knees with somebody or lands a little awkwardly uh but i think in the back of his mind that's a a, a mild concern but you're right um i think um he's content or he sees other guys kind of having that alpha role male that you know, Tremont Mark has and, and some games Devo Davis has. Um, but I think Arkansas needs him to be a little bit more assertive, uh, taking a few more shots that are in the rhythm. We've seen him pass up open threes um, that are maybe earlier in shot clocks. But um, I do think we need to see a more uh, forward Trevin Brazil for this team to reach its potential.
2: Tom Murphy joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline from the Arkansas Democrat gazette we are recapping arkansas basketball looking ahead to south carolina and tom i have to turn the page to the nfl there are four really good games this weekend i don't care about those uh i'm mostly concerned about bill belichick coming to atlanta which is going to make my life hell and i can't have it two interviews that's too too many tom how do you feel about bill in atlanta
1: um i'm not for it um i just oh good look, he 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 had a big he had a big face that in personnel with new england right and so it's it's a market decline without Brady and, you know, without Gronk. And they didn't fill with uh, – I mean, love having Hunter Henry there, but uh, I wish Hunter was on a more competitive team, to be honest. Uh, I don't like some of the personnel decisions, and basically they've fallen off. I mean, they've been close to a laughing stock uh, the last couple of years. And I think Belichick's beyond his prime, and I don't, I'd rather not have him.
2: Hmm. So, I guess, asking you about Seattle's former coach,
1: probably not a high likelihood you want him either. (laughs) Well, I think Pete Carroll's probably – I'm I'm not fond of Belichick's interviewing style either. So, it may be a personal slash professional (laughs) part of me that doesn't like that. You know, I I want a coach that's a little more open. I mean, hey, I wish we had – Kyle Shanahan, even though he made a disastrous, oh. fateful decision in the Super Bowl that really cost us, I'd rather have him than Belichick.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to be rooting for his team this weekend, and I hope that they bury Green Bay by a hundred or so. Go Brock Purdy, but we'll see. What? Uh, what?
1: You, for... you yeah, know, you, dude, heard me. you can be fans of teams, and you know, I've I've come to appreciate the Chiefs, and there's I like the Bills. But they're not yeah. my team. And you went from being a Packers fan to a Saints fan, and I don't know what happened there. But I, I don't know if that's, you know, that's not cool, man. It's not? <laughs> huh. I've been
2: told that before. Uh, I will, if, if Purdy wasn't the Niners quarterback, I probably wouldn't even care what happens in that game. But I have to root for Purdy. I've got to root for my Cyclones. You know, I, actually, Iowa State's got like five or six players still in the playoffs. David Montgomery, skin, running it for your Lions. So, He's looking I'm great. Cyclones. Love the guy.
1: Yeah, And Dre Greenlaw, Tom. Come on. I I I, uh, nope. I kind of do like the I do like the Forty Niners. P- Birdie's a great a great success story from you know wasn't he Mister Irrelevant or something like that? He was. I like yes. it. Of course, I'm a Greenlaw fan too, so I'm definitely. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to see the Lions do some damage too. So I, there's a lot yes. of teams and personalities mm-hmm. I still like. The Dan Campbell stuff—you can't help but—I've actually like shed a Tom. tear listening to some of Dan Campbell stuff.
2: Bro, now, Tom, I, I'm a national, Tom. I went, out, I went out and bit a guy's sorry. kneecap last night on, on Broadway just in, in his honor. Sorry, Pigs. Can you go ahead? Since you brought up Montgomery and, and Tom brought up the Lions, i got to share this to you. Um, M- Montgomery stopped to get gas this week in his car, and he said a lady walked up to him at the gas pump with tears in her eyes, and she said, I am just so thankful for what you guys have done. You've given us something to cheer for, something to be happy about. And Montgomery said this. He said, you take a step back at all the problems and the things people go through at home. It's cold out there. A lot of people don't have homes. And here I am pumping gas in a nice car in this city. And she's crying and telling me thank you. It gives you perspective on how much this sport parallels this city. And it makes you realize it's way bigger than what you expected it to be. It also makes you look at it like you got to go harder. And I'm like, that's the, he gets it, man. That that Sounds that's, like a double that's add to team's game skin. Yeah, that's it. Well, there you go, Tom. I thank love you for the,
1: the time. I love you. Bet you guys, I love the Detroit Lions uh, storyline, and that yeah. that even makes me like the Lions even more. So enjoy right, it, guys. Man. Have a good weekend. I
2: appreciate it. Thanks, Listen, Tom. that's a long long suffering fan base.